0: Is revolting with Stevel and Robot on the Cycling Independent episode fifty-eight, going cold.
1: Uh. (laughs) right. Yeah. Okay. Content warning. Uh, This is a dirty word, immature subject matter podcast. If you're the under if you're under the age of ninety and those things offend you, this is where you click away and find something boring to listen to instead. Um, you know, I just was like I've got all these screens open all the time. Like I've got thing like little reminders and and then I've got our Skype uh chat so I can see you when we talk to each other, and then I've got notes open over here and uh but my face was covered. And then as I was unclicking and sort of or clicking and unburying all of these windows, um, I caught a glimpse of my face as you were reading the intro and I looked so (laughs) bummed. (laughs) I I I, just, I just looked just absolutely like bored. Because you hate the way I do the intro. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty enthusiastic and I'm not myself. I'm not terribly enthusiastic
0: because I know you hate it. I do it more enthusiastically every time.
1: Oh, that's funny. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think let, there was
0: one episode where I, when I realized you were bombed, and I was like, oh, I better take some, take, I'm, just,
1: just uh, mellow out, man. So I got to back
0: off on that. And then I was like, you know what? No, <laughs> it bothers him. I'm
1: going full <laughs> tilt. Okay. Let me try this again. Content warning. This is a dirty word. <laughs> Immature subject matter podcast. If you're under the age of 90 and those things offend you then this is where you click away and find something boring to listen to instead. And, Oh, we're on Spotify now. Uh, uh, sort of. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We're on Spotify a little bit. I gotta, I gotta make some updates. I'm going to put some old episodes on there. Um, then all of you people who are into the artists, not getting paid very much can listen, (laughs) listen to, (laughs) to us and not pay us very much. There. Oh, great. How can we not?
1: How can we be paid less than we're already being paid? Like that just seems Excellent just insane. Excellent question. Yeah, heavy concept. But if it wasn't
0: for the good people at Shimano, he said, making an early plug for them. If it wasn't for them, we'd be uh, fucked. Yeah.
1: I mean, we'd be not fucked, but we wouldn't be making anything really.
0: Yeah. Very
1: nice. Uh. Okay. Well, what do we do? I forgot. I forget what we do. Do we do music picks right now, or do we talk about? Okay.
0: Usually, we talk about surgical procedures you've had or uh, something like that. But I don't think you've had any surgical procedures since last episode.
1: Nope. No, none. Uh, It's the only thing that's changed. Where it's Monday this morning. We usually record on Tuesday, but we're recording on Monday because we got to catch up. Because we're like the uh, the um, published episodes are kind of catching up with us. And then it used to be, it was so fun to listen to it because it was a conversation that I completely forgotten we'd had. And we would get into these, we get into these things and then, you know, we'd send them away and then they'd be gone for two months and then we'd hear them again. And then it was really, that was really fun. But now we're like, we've caught up with ourselves and, and now we're like scrambling. (laughs) <laughs> it's, but it's it's, a little it's okay
0: because we can be topical. We can be topical now. We can talk about, you know, um topics.
1: The 1988 uh, election, for example.
0: Yeah, that's right. Don't blame me. Uh, I voted for Dukakis. I canvassed for Mike Dukakis. This, I have a Mike Dukakis story. So I worked for the Dukakis campaign in Alabama. And I don't think if you haven't been to Alabama, maybe you don't realize what a taking your life in your own hand situation that was. But I was knocking on doors and I was like, hey, I'm here to talk to you about Mike Dukakis. (laughs) So fast forward uh, two years. I live in Boston now where Mike Dukakis lives. In fact, I live one town over from him. And because the grocery store is nicer over there, we drove over to the town he was from to buy our groceries. I go in the grocery store. Who's there?
1: Mike Dukakis, I bet.
0: Mike Dukakis is there, and he's got, like, a basket, and it made me love Mike Dukakis even more, because I was like, this is a guy who's buying bread. He's like... Is this a regular dude? Very regular dude. I didn't talk to him. Oh, uh, I would have
1: asked him if if he remembered you. (laughs)
0: Yeah. What I wanted to say was, I worked for you. And when he gave me the perfunctory, oh, thanks, I'd be like, no, you don't understand.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I
0: worked for you in Alabama. But then he's a smart guy. He probably would have been like, well, we fucking lost there. So thanks. Yeah.
1: Thanks for nothing, jackass. Yeah. Beat it. Um, uh, I like making, I like making a sort of age specific jokes, you know, to really yeah. show the world how old I am. Yeah. There was a. Have we talked about the Louis C.K. Uh, episode? I can't find it, but it's, it's one of the funniest things. It was when he, before he was a creep, before everybody knew he was a creep, and he had his TV show, and he had like this. The bit was he'd just done the set, and this young woman comes up to him, and she's like, Oh, I'm really into old guys. And then uh, he subsequently takes her home and she's like, say old guy stuff to me. And he's like, (laughs) he's like, I voted for Dukakis. Like they're doing it. And he's saying shit like that. She's like, I don't even know who that is. (laughs) Um, Anyway. Uh, Okay. So we're getting on with getting on and we have, before we get into music. Yes. Is that how we, is that the schedule? We would like to take a break. Uh, no, for, we do no, the break afterwards. We do afterwards. music and then we do the break. Okay, okay, got it,
0: got have it, got it. Have you done got this it. show before? I, I Fifty-seven have other times, not.
1: No, I don't know. I don't remember things.
0: Have so, you been invasion of the body
1: snatched? I just don't remember things. I just. All right. Don't please, so please continue.
0: Oh, I was going to say uh, uh, that the big news at my house is that my son got into college.
1: Yeah, which college? You guys were uh, in the Pacific Northwest looking at colleges, but I we take were, it it wasn't one of those. He, he,
0: his first choice was Northeastern University, which is in Boston. Um, and he got in there because he's a baller. He's That's great. Good yeah. for him.
1: I was hoping that he would get something around here so that you guys would come. Uh, more regularly and and take me out to lunch again, but I was know, hoping
0: for that too.
1: Selfish reasons. I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy that he. Uh, I'm happy that he landed where he wanted to.
0: Yeah, I I sort of wish that he was coming out your way because I would love to hang out more and even maybe uh, film you falling off skateboards because that would amuse me. I feel mm-hmm. like filming you falling off skateboards would be so fun for me. Yeah, I need you know so
1: I don't skate with anybody here. I know two skaters. Uh, I've not skated with either of them. And so I just film myself. Like I, you know, like put a little tripod up and make little dumb little edits. (laughs) Um, But my ankle has been so jammed up for the last couple of months that I haven't really skated a whole bunch and it's it's driving me mad.
0: Is it still bad? What's that? Is it still bad?
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's not great. I don't know what's going on. I was went on a huge ride yesterday, and my ankle was feeling like it had been pulled off of my body, and I had been beaten with it before (laughs) it was reattached. And I had an appointment. I had a massage appointment with my guy. This guy Rex, which is kind of a funny name for you know, he's really strong. He's so good. his massages are some of the best I've ever had. One in particular, one of the first or second one, I was laying on the table, just quivering. Like I was having like a, my nervous system was just completely flipping upside down. It was, he's so good. Anyway, he canceled today. So,
0: Oh, come yeah, on, Rex. I'm,
1: I'm still just a fucking mess. On um, the uh,
0: speaking, uh, speaking of skateboarding, uh, thrasher skater of the year got announced mm. and, yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm taking this way more personally than I should, but my pick
0: uh, didn't get picked. and he, he was also my pick, and we're talking about, for anyone who pays attention to skating, we're talking about uh, T-Funk, Tristan, Tristan Funkhauser.
1: Tristan Funkhauser. He is just, he's so good. He's so goddamn good. And I haven't seen, I mean, I've seen a lot of footage and I've seen a lot of skateboarders in my life, but I've never seen... I've rarely seen anyone skate like he does. He, uh, Mike Villaley, you know, in his, in his prime, and John Cardiel, and uh, Scott Bourne. And I always refer to, like, when, when talking about those guys, I always say, like, they, they skated like they were mad at the ground. Yeah. And that is absolutely, like, Tyshawn, who won, you know, to his credit, like, dude is just, he's like the embodiment of power. Yes, um, but uh, I, it—I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense. He'd already won too. He won in about 2018, so he's the second one to win twice.
0: Yeah, he's real good. He's real good, but I don't—I didn't think that he did anything. He did great things this year. Like he does great things. He does great things. But I wasn't. Yeah. Uh, and then the other—I think the, uh, for people. There were some people who definitely thought niger houston uh put put out a couple of street parts that were worthy i yeah. don't care for him myself no. and then there was a fourth option who was the uh, fourth option louis oh louis lopez i love louis lopez he's great i mean he seems
1: like a really cool kid too yeah but it's funny like you now what are we like uh two 50 year old men like talking about this useless thing that you know, it's a bunch of kids like a meaningless you know, I award given to kids <laughs> yeah. by other kids. I don't have any horse in this race <laughs> at all. No skin uh, in the game. None of it. But
0: except. What? Well, except you see what uh, T-Funk did this year. Uh, he ripped up China banks. You see that and you're like, it so inspires you that you're it doesn't matter right it doesn't matter but it's so inspiring that you're like how is this how am i insane that i look at this and go well that is obviously it
1: um okay yeah i mean it is it, everything he does is is gorgeous to watch for me in my aesthetic um uh, the composition of the shot, you know, you could break it down to like the artistic composition of the shots or whatever. And like the implausibility that he would be able to actually navigate some of this stuff. It's just, it's, it's, he defies reason and logic. And I've, I've messengered in San Francisco for years and I know the Hills that he's bombing and and they are absolutely beyond description and and compare and he he i he it's like it's not it's so he's so na- he's such a natural i don't know i don't know i just like like i said i i, I took it more personally than than is than is reasonable but when i found out that he didn't win i just i don't understand you know i just don't understand Well, whatever yeah. it's Like, the sun's going to rise tomorrow, and he'll probably get it next year, the the year after, but um, for whatever it's worth, I thought he—I think he's just one of the—he's one of the greats. He's one of the greats.
0: When he skates, it's like an attack on gravity. It's like him (laughs) saying, fuck you, force that holds the universe together. But so
1: gracefully, it's just, it's, it's wild. And I like, I always like really pay close attention to people's faces. Mm. I don't know. I've always, I've always looked at people's faces when they skate and to, to see no expression of fear or anxiety. I mean, his, he could be re in, if you like isolated his face, he could be reading a book he could be sitting in a park drinking a beer. He could be planting flowers. Yeah. Or he could be doing some shit that is absolutely beyond my realm of comprehension. Uh, he's just—he's incredible. He's incredible.
0: All right. Well, so, we said that. If we said that about him. We're sorry he didn't win. I don't. I don't want to take anything away from Tyshawn because he's a great skater.
1: Oh, it's just, yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. They all are. I mean, they all are, but, yeah. you know, whatever. T-Funk all is, right. he's my pick for, for everything forever. He's uh, Music. Music picks. M- music picks. I'm going to just real uh, bang it out super fast. I don't actually know, I haven't listened to it a ton because I just bought it, uh, but it's the new Archers of Loaf album called A Reason in Decline. And it's the first record they've put out in, oh a long time and it god damn it it's good hmm yeah
0: Archers it's, of Loaf that's a curveball I wouldn't yeah. have picked you as a Archers of Loaf fan oh well a huge I I think
1: Icky Metal is one of their greatest records oh, yeah. and yep. um, uh, people will periodically reach out to me and say oh wait a second All Hail the Black Market does that come from an Archers of Loaf song yes it does
0: oh I didn't even know that There you go. Color Me a Fool.
1: Yeah. Well, it's only been 13
0: years. You're right. I'm catching up. What do you got? I'm not. I'm going to pick uh, uh, an old-ass record that I think is so good and beautiful, and it's uh, the band, uh, a short-lived band uh, called Nova Mob which was Grant Hart from Husker Du. It, he did it uh, sort of directly after Husker Du broke up. He put out a solo record, Intolerance, which is a perfect record. And then he started this band Nova Mob. And this record uh, is The Last Days of Pompeii. And it's fucking weird. I mean, it's weird in the sense, like, the songs are all beautiful. Um uh but it's a concept record and the concept is that werner von braun at the end of world war 2 escaped nazi germany in a time machine and went back to ancient pompeii where he connected with pliny the elder and had his had this like great realization about life when mount vesuvius erupted it's so fucking (laughs) random and weird and the songs are just beautiful and i just i picked this one because i think it's a record that a lot of people missed at the time and you can just put it on repeat and it's so charmingly weird uh That you find yourself singing along about the last days of Pompeii, you know, like before the eruption of the volcano. And you're like, well, this is just this is just weird. But I think it's it's a beautiful, beautiful record. And, you know, if you don't have the uh, first Grant Hart solo record, Intolerance, that is perfect. Perfect record.
1: Isn't it kind of strange? I just watched a documentary about First Ave. uh, Oh, yeah the world-famous venue there in Minneapolis, and they talk about Husker Du's, the early days of of Husker Du, and I love, you know, Bob Mould is playing a flying V guitar in a punk band in 1980, and I thought that was a real cool aesthetic. Um, But they were all so talented. Everybody in that band was so talented, and it seems like when Bob, or when Husker Du broke up, Bob embarked on his solo career, and everyone's attention turned to him, but nobody was really paying attention to what the other two fellows were doing. And I think, what was, uh, what was Greg, the other one's name? Greg Norton. Greg Norton. Um, I think he did a bunch of st- solo stuff, too, didn't he?
0: I'm not really, I don't know what Greg Norton did, if I'm honest with you. Um, See, uh, I, I don't know, like, I didn't, I don't know that much
1: about anything, you know? Like, I know more, uh, More know more about Bob Mould's career. Um, so I'm guilty of it too. Uh, but
0: well, Grant, Grant Hart wrote like the strange who's songs, the less medley ones, the more hooky, uh, you know, like, uh, the girl who lives on heaven Hill books about UFOs. They were like really quirky songs. And he had this really, he was, he wanted to do weird things and so I think a lot of people lost track of him solo stuff because what he did was a total departure from mm. Husker Du. Whereas I feel like Bob Bob certainly introduced some nuance to his work, for sure. But it was like an extension of Husker du, like a refinement, I would say.
1: Right. OK.
0: Whereas, whereas Grant Hart was like, oh, here's a Hammond organ track. It's just a Hammond organ instrumental on my record. And it's really good. But it's nothing like what you think you're gonna get from me.
1: I think you know we while well, we all kind of grew up, um, and maybe our perspective on music or our tastes sort of evolved. And uh, I wonder if it was just too much for you know people who loved Husker Du were gonna go with stuff that was more Husker ish and you know there were a few people that wanted the weird and were or, or the the strange stuff appealed to them, but they were kind of like, well, I'm just gonna go with uh, what was the the Warner Brothers album like the the major label Who's Could Do debut?
0: Was it Candy Apple Gray? Candy,
1: Candy Apple Gray. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And yeah, so people <clears throat> people were just kind of attracted to. That whereas now many years later people who uh little, who that the who's could do music appealed to now are kind of circling back and saying with a little bit more perspective or a little bit more wisdom that yeah, okay, the weird stuff is actually super brilliant.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And for me, I was that was like the absolute apex of my record buying. I was just at the record store too many days. Like, I'm sure the dudes behind the counter were like, there's nothing new in that bin, man. There is nothing new in that bin. I don't know why you're flipping through those again. But so I bought all of Grant's stuff just on like, you were in Husker du, I'm buying everything that you did. And I'm going to figure out how to like it. Because mm, yeah, that's
1: the that was the term I was I was thinking. Uh, that's brilliant. Okay. Yeah. Um. All right. Nova Mob and Archers of Loaf for this, the 58th episode of the Revolting Podcast. And now, let's uh, hear some things about Shimano.
0: Our buddies at Shimano. Ready, break.
1: Oh, hey, it's story time with Steve. In 1992, I lived in Denver with a couple of bike punks named Mark Dickerson and Dave Strunk. They were both ex messengers who worked in shops around the Denver area. And one thing that Mark imparted upon me was sort of the importance of Shimano as an entity in the industry. He would go on at length about the painstaking efforts they would put into every product they brought to market. And his enthusiasm for Shimano as a company, as well as the products that they made, was undeniable and infectious. It was really, at that point in my relationship with it, as a company that I fell in love and I never looked back. So forever and ever happily ever after Steve and Shimano sitting in a tree. You know, uh, that ad spot reminds me, uh, how much I love Shimano. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, let's get into this shit. What, what are we, what do we, what today's topic is, uh, Going cold.
0: Yeah, so for once, this episode is about bikes, mostly. Probably. It's, it's December in North America. I think this will come out in December. Uh, and it's getting cold, or it already got cold. Mm-hmm. It snowed where you live, and it snowed where I live. mm
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, So today we're going to talk about riding in the cold. Maybe we're going to share some tips or some tricks. I'm not sure what's different between tips or tricks, I don't mm. know, like, I'm not tricking anyone into it being warm, so mm-hmm. maybe it's just tips we're sharing. That's uh, good, because
1: I don't, I don't have any. I need all the tips and tricks I can get. I'm the dumb, I'm back, I'm an amateur, a new amateur at this, all over again. I because, hate, because. I hate cold
0: weather. I hate, oh man, I hate it. All right. I hate right. it. Well, let's dive into that. Okay. Question one is, do you like cold weather? <laughs> <Yes>. Already sorted. <laughs>
1: No. No, I do not. I never have. What bothers have. you about it? Uh let's see. I grew up in I grew up in Colorado. Uh spent, you know, I didn't ski. I mean, I skied, you know, and then later uh, snowboarded, but it was expensive to do and it took time to travel to the place to do and you know, there's like I don't know what it is, but I've always really liked an initial investment and then you do the thing from your door. You buy a bike and you can do that from your house. You buy a skateboard and you, in most places, you can do that from your house. Uh, In Colorado, you know, in my my immediate uh, disposal, I had a garage. So I built ramps and had, you know, beams. And, like, I made this, like, shitty little skate park in the confines of my garage. Um, But to go skiing or snowboarding, unless you live on the mountain you have to, it, you always have to buy lift tickets. You have to pay for gas and drive to the place. And then you do the thing and then you're back in traffic. And that, that never really appealed to me. I always liked going skiing, but I hated the time spent to get to the, to, to, to get to the skiing. And otherwise, uh, I just was driving in shitty weather and I was cold and I was shoveling snow and snow was falling into my boots and my socks were falling down inside of my boots also. And that always frustrated <laughs> me and my cuffs and my pants were soggy and it just <laughs> fucking sucks. It's just uncomfortable.
0: You I have like just being, nailed uh teenage snow shoveling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a
1: slave to comfort, I guess. maybe I've always been a slave to comfort, you know? Um, and I, my friend Emily, I, I think we, I was complaining about the, co- the inclement weather here in, um, Northern, Northern Washington. And she said, I don't think you really investigated how the weather works here before you <laughs> before you moved, which is not totally untrue. Yeah. Um, I, I'd only really been here during, you know, spring or summer and it was, I can deal with rain, but the months of dark and the months of cold, and the months of wet is not my favorite thing at all. Mm. So those are the things that bother me about it. I don't mind riding my bike in the rain. You know, you get, uh, I don't necessarily like going on, you know, rides Cause it, it it's fucking destroys my bike. And then I got to wash my bike every time. And then I'm like dragging my bike through my space and it's dripping muddy water everywhere. And like that shit irks me since I don't have a, a shop anymore. Um, and it's just more, it's just more of a hassle than anything. Yeah. So everything about it bothers me.
0: You're so grumpy.
1: <laughs> there you go. <clears throat> I do like springtime, and I do like, you know, when all of the plants are.
0: Everyone crazy likes springtime. Only assholes wouldn't like springtime. It's so, so
1: one thing, it, you know, it gets cold and it's always wet here, but like it's a jungle. It's like this Jurassic Park jungle, and there's gigantic ferns and moss on everything. And that is. It's one of my favorite environments, you know, like if I'm not freezing my ass off, I love it. I love the way it looks and the way that it smells and I love the way that it feels. And I obviously I couldn't have any of those. I couldn't experience any of those things if it were not for the inclement weather. But um, it doesn't. There's nothing that inspires me to go like, oh, sick. I'm going to go be uh, marginally uncomfortable for the next four hours. I can't wait. Great.
0: I so I have uh, this makes great podcasting because I feel the exact opposite, not the exact opposite. Like, I understand the things that you're saying and that and they are valid and and whatever. I run so warm that during the winter, like I went out with Django this morning and it was like 20 degrees and I had on a sweatshirt and a flannel and I felt great. I felt great. It's it's something uh, it's like I get an extra energy from it, whereas in the summer when it's hot, I just feel beaten down. I feel like wilted all the time. Mm -hmm. So in the winter, I'm like extra ready to go. Um, And then for a long time, like in the late 90s or the middle 90s, late 90s and early after that, uh, I was really I rode year round and I was into the suck of it, if that makes sense. It was like a badge of honor or something. I took a lot of pride in, yeah, it's super cold. Maybe it's even snowing and I'm still out here and fuck everybody. And that was that seemed important to me at the time. I don't really feel that anymore. So I'm definitely, you know, here I am I live like six miles from downtown Boston. And so when it snows a bunch, the roadways shrink The cars park further out and there's nowhere to be and that sucks. And then the trail conditions, you'll have studded tires and the trails turn to ice and you can ride them sometimes. And that's pretty fun, but it's also really variable and you have to be careful not to damage the trails and and all of that. So it's riding gets way more challenging. But generally speaking, I like being outside more in the winter than I do in the summer.
1: You have real—we have real dry, dry, cold there, though, right? Here? Yeah. Ours is is not—
0: No, ours is— super
1: humid, humid cold is what I mean. Like Yes. So dry—you know, the the difference between dry, cold, or humid, like wet, heat, or dry heat, or wet, cold— Wet cold is just bone chilling, you know, dry cold. I don't have I don't really have a problem with, but I don't know what it's like in New England.
0: It it can be pretty bone chilling. I think the further north you go, the further the drier it gets. So we spend a fair amount of time in Vermont like you. I ski. I do ski. And I took up skiing really late. I never had the money to ski until till really late. Uh, And then because I didn't do it for a long time, I wasn't motivated to do it, but I have friends that do it. So I went along and actually I've grown to really love it. Um, I just love, I don't like, I'm not a good skier at all, but I just love being on the mountain. Like I could just ride the lift if they would let you just go around and around. I could do that (laughs) a lot. Um, And I like winter hiking up there. Like you put on snowshoes and you, um, all the trails that you would go in the summertime and just pass loads of people throwing uh, cliff bar wrappers on the trail. Uh, oh, yeah. No one is there in this in the winter time. Yeah. And everything is really still and wild. And I really like that. I do like that. That was
1: one thing, like the kind of quiet that you get on a on a super snowy day where any um, um, ambient sounds are dampened. Like yeah. snow, the kind of quiet you get after a fresh snow is unlike any kind of quiet that, that I've ever experienced. And I love, I love that, you know, I lo- I used to really love when you wake up and you had a couple feet of snow and you, th- and you think, I-, I don't have to go to school today, except the superintendent of our, um, of our county, he came from Alaska, and he like every single county would be would have snow days except for ours. <laughs> He's a dick. I've talked about him before too. Dr. Pepper, fuck that guy.
0: Dr. Pepper was your yeah. superintendent.
1: Yeah, and anybody uh. who grew up in Jefferson County in the '70s and '80s can attest to the fact that we just never had snow days. You'd sit oh. and you'd listen to the radio, and they'd be you know a County, Boulder County, this county, that county. Everybody's got a snow day, except Jefferson County. suck it <laughs> suck It was it. relentless It was relentless. All uh, which,
0: upon you by the guy who makes the medicine-y cherry flavored soda.
1: yeah, he probably had something to do with that, so yeah, they, they're kind of quiet, like there are definitely some things that that I like about it or not like not even don't mind about it, but I actually appreciate about it. Yeah. Um, but you know, uh it's more of a hassle than anything for me and to my, you know, what, what I like to do to recreate and, you know, I get around, I've got a truck, but I never drive it. So I ride my bike around and when you're getting, when you're dealing with slush and all that shit. And then what's the adage? There's no, um, there's There's no bad weather. There's
0: there's only bad clothing,
1: bad clothing choices. And I've got all the, you know, I've been riding and, in a place where it rains for year, decades. So I've got tons of good rain gear, you know, I'm not, it's, that's not the deal. That's not the problem, but it's, you know, if you're going to ride to you say you've got an appointment or you've got a thing and I like showing up and having a uh, totally saturated rain jacket, rain pants, your boots, everything is wet and you walk in and you want to get on with your day or you have a meeting or you have an appointment or something and you strip all that stuff down businesses don't accommodate you, uh, workplaces. There's only been one place I've ever worked and these are like bike shops and bicycle companies and stuff that like accommodated anybody riding to work. Like g- give me a, a fucking heater and a drying rack that would be appreciated, but it's, you know, nobody else rides. So you're the only one, you're the asshole showing up with soggy shit and you just got to deal with it. I don't know it's just i it's just uh, more of a hassle than anything and like i said i don't have a shop anymore so when my bike is covered with snow i have to very carefully carry it through my dumb place and put it in my bathtub for it to melt and that fucking sucks like it just i just don't like it so grumpy. There.
0: i it is it, it, well it, it, there's a
1: lot to be grumpy about Sure, I'm not, sure, sure. I'm not dying of cancer or anything, but we're talking about, <laughs> like, what what do we appreciate and what don't we appreciate? And I think the things that I don't appreciate are totally valid.
0: No, they are. I'm not trying yep. to inv- invalidate your feelings. I just like to provoke you. Uh, in the aughts— everything, I'm-
1: everything I mentioned, nobody can say, oh, yeah, no, what are you talking about? You're crazy. It's awesome to <sighs> have to throw all of your shit in a wet pile for a work day. Cause there's no, nowhere to, to hang it, you know, like nobody can dispute anything that I said. All of those things do suck about it.
0: Well, they do. I, I, so in the, in the aughts, I worked at a educational publisher and it was downtown and I used to ride down there all winter long and I would come in like soaked in slush or whatever. And it was a three story building and most everyone would still take the elevator and and so, at the bottom of the stairs, there was the bike rack. So, like me and I don't know three other people that worked there. Maybe two other people would ride bikes, and I would basically go in the winter time and just get naked in the bottom of the stairwell, uh, and I would leave like dripping and wet and icy shit everywhere, um, and or I would like bring it upstairs and leave it in the bathroom. It was like this communal bathroom, right? It's like, I don't know, two stalls, two urinals. And people would be like, oh, God damn it, John. Are those your socks hanging over the stall wall? I'd be like, yep, those yep. are mine. Uh, and gotta, I enjoyed inflicting that on with people. it. Yeah,
1: yeah. But then at the end of the day, you're like, you got to put all that shit back on.
0: Yeah. Or you home. double pack. and yeah, or you double right.
1: pack. And it's, I mean, it's all like, it's all stuff that I'm totally intimately familiar with. Yeah, I'm not trying to convince you. My friend Jake, one time, I went on a mountain bike ride with him years ago. And he had gone on a ride the day before. We went and rode. I think it was the first time I'd ever ridden Pine Mountain in Marin. And he had done a mountain bike ride the day before. And I don't know if it was the same trip. His car got broken into, and they stole his Girls Against Boys t-shirt. And he was always super bummed about that. Because they had Girls Against Boys and it said Cruise Yourself, which was the album. Mm-hmm. But then they did a limited release of Girls Against Boys shirts that said Fuck Yourself. And they stole his Fuck Yourself shirt. Oh. Anyway, so we're on Pine Mountain and he's putting his shoes on. And he had ridden the day before and ridden through a creek. And his shoes got all wet. And he didn't dry them. And as he's putting his shoes on, he turns to me. Oh, he's the guy who went on, he went on tour with... Soulside, he was their roadie. Who I mentioned him in a episode. Um, I don't know a few weeks ago where he was in Holland, and the, his host got a postcard from oh, Jake's yeah, yeah. hometown from his friend, and on this postcard was a picture of his mom. Yeah, so he's putting on his shoes, and he's like, "Oh God, I hate this. It's like putting on a used condom." And I just like, "What? <laughs> what?" Come on. That is the worst. It's the most colorful description, but the worst. Yeah. It's the worst thing. And it's always stuck with me. Every time I put on soggy clothing, (laughs) soggy (laughs) shoes. (laughs) Yeah. Every time I put on a used condom, I think of Jake. Yeah. Right. Every time I put on soggy clothes, I think of that statement. And just like what I just, it was so, yeah. 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 Gross, but so colorfully correct correct yeah um so yeah i guess well i don't know what it is i'm just like i don't like being uncomfortable and everything about winter riding is uncomfortable
0: is there anything so we're going to move on to question 2 then is there anything that you do that you think helps in winter time
1: no <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right question
0: three <laughs> no
1: i mean it's like you know there was uh i don't know was it the ask steve uh questions somebody oh, yeah. asked me about maintaining motivation during the winter to ride and um don't say uh, too I much because
0: was... that ask steve is not coming going up on the site till Oh, no, it will be up by the time. I don't know how time works, obviously.
1: Yeah. If I was if I was left to my own devices, I I think I I just would not ride, you know, like my shrink. uh, She was talking. I was discussing not being um, not feeling terribly motivated to do anything. It's dark. You know, the sun rises at eight thirty. The sun sets at four. I just don't I don't feel like doing anything and she's like yo look i mean mammals in this hemisphere at this time of the year we're supposed to hibernate like we're supposed to shut down and we're supposed to rest and if you want to stay inside and paint or you want to stay inside and write or whatever it is like that is actually as a as a warm-blooded bioped that is your directive that's your impetus that's your instinct and I'm basically, you know, to be lazy in, in in this time of year, like I'm, or to try to try to not be lazy at this time of the year, I'm fighting nature. Sure. So I, I'm a little bit, I mean, I'm constantly like a battle with myself. Like I got to get outside and do this thing. I got to go, I got to be active. I got to be engaged. I got to be out and about, but when I'm, I'm really not feeling like it. So I don't know, last year, the thing that helped me the most were my friends and Greg Heath, uh, was constantly like, dude gets hold of me all the time. Like who's riding today? I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to, you know, but we get out and we get after it. It's a little bit easier. It was a little bit easier last year. This year, my, I got some aches and pains that I'm trying to get on top of that are bumming me out. Um, But that was between between my friends encouraging me uh, to ride and also diversifying and taking bark, starting to take bar class last November. At least I was doing something like I was, you know, justifying the pizzas I was eating or whatever, however you want to look at that.
0: I mean, for me, I got to be I got to be clear with myself about what's happening because I'm too old to be putting badges on my brownie sash or whatever you know like this isn't about like oh i did it i'm cool because i did it for me it's absolutely i will be contemplating suicide by the middle of february if i let myself drift too far off the activity train Mm -hmm. like it's a very you know movement is medicine it's the main Mm -hmm. thing for me and if i if i can't pull that lever i'm in i'm in trouble And I feel what you feel in the sense that, like, it's fucking dark. I don't want to get out and go in it. Um, I usually do enjoy it once I'm out. So there's that piece. But I know that, like, I have to do it or I'm a basket case.
1: Yeah, well, there's definitely that. And anybody who rides or uses their body consistently at all knows that, you know, whatever the dopamine or all of the adrenaline and the things that the chemical exchanges that happen that keep us at peace and keep us happy, uh, not being able to access that stuff is pretty crazy making. Um, the, uh, oh, this is the thing that I was thinking about. I, I also enjoy it once I'm doing it, I also enjoy it, but the cold, and I don't know if it's just my body now at this point, like my joints hurt, My my body aches, you know, like, I feel really fluid and I feel really functional in warm weather and I feel creaky and sore and physically kind of stressed in cold weather. Like my body just doesn't work that well. Hmm. And so, you know, if I go out and I do a big cold weather ride, um, it hurts the whole (laughs) time. You know, I took, I took two fucking baths last night after yesterday's adventure and then one again this morning. And I started, you know what, I, 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 hate, to do, I hate to do this because hot baths after physical activity is really not very good for you. Your muscles are all torn. They're all inflamed. So they. now it makes sense to me. Like I never understood why would anybody take an ice bath after physical activity. But when you're cold as nuts and you've been outside in 40-degree temps for four or five hours and you had to walk across a creek and your feet are wet, you know the very last thing you want to do? is getting to an ice bath. But the few times that I did it after a big ride, my body felt so much better. Yeah. But I just can't bring myself to to do it. It sucks. I don't know. I'm really torn. Um, and the epi- so the episode that just was released was about uh, self-destructive tendencies. Oh, yeah. And, and that was something that I used to, like, that was one of my habits, was going out and riding in the most inclement weather possible. And, like suffering as an art form or, you know,
0: I don't know what it was. I don't have it anymore, though. That's pretty certain. (laughs) I still I still get some catharsis from it. Like if I go out and it's cold and rainy, some days I go out like I need that. I need to go burn. Uh, I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't think it makes me better or cooler. I I did think that for a while, but I don't think that anymore. I think it makes me. I don't know. To me, it's like, uh, uh, like a lot of people, I have like a simmering mental illness that I have to tend to all the time. Uh, I was going to say my friend, one tip, maybe it's a trick. I don't know. My friend uh, Mike is a neurologist and he was like, we screen people all the time uh, when they come in and everyone is vitamin D deficient this time of year because mostly you get vitamin D from sunlight. Mm. Mm hmm. He said and he's like, you know, uh, vitamin supplements are mostly dumb, but if you take vitamin D in winter, it really does help. So I've been doing that mm-hmm. and. It seems to be helping me quite a bit.
1: I also I, see this is good. I'm looking at like physical uh, things that you can do, like uh, how to how to manage. Uh, inclement weather or dark days or whatever with you know through clothing being around yeah. you know socializing or whatever to conditioning yourself in, in these different ways but I didn't even think about supplements and the seasonal affective disorder lights I don't know yes. if those work but I bought one of those and I blind myself with it uh, every, like you know as many hours as I'm home I'll turn it on or I'll sit, it'll be sitting next to my desk or it'll be in my studio and I'll be working with it on they s- I mean, studies that I read before I bought one said that they were uh, used all across Northern Europe, like everybody loves them and everybody has them and seems like people who use them and ha- or have them and use them regularly, uh, there's some positive uh, effect or upshot outcome.
0: I have one also. And I think actually lighting is super important to me, like especially in the early evening. If the house goes dark, I go dark.
1: Hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. I was in bed at four. Th- no, I got I was tired yesterday. It was dark and uh, I was I was like, well, you know, it feels like bedtime. It's like camping. You know, when you, right. <laughs> you're camping and the sun goes down and you're like, well, there's nothing else to do because I can't see anything. So I guess I'll go to sleep. I did that yep. last night and then I looked at the clock. It was 630. <laughs> like, fuck. <laughs> After your second bath. After my second bath. It was an Epsom salt bath. The first one was just a regular bath. And then I had an Epsom salt bath because my ankle was hurting me so badly. And I figured mm-hmm. like I get my, my, my just my body was really sore. Um, and I don't know if it was cause you know, like exercise and I've been stretching, but because my ankle has been fucked up, I haven't been able to go to bar class. And the only thing that I ever did, I went to bar class 20 minutes early and I forced myself to stretch because I knew how bad it was going to hurt if I didn't stretch and I, I'm not, uh, disciplined enough to wake up and stretch for 20 minutes. And, and I definitely am feeling it, you know? So I'm like. Throwing massage and hot baths at it, which is sort of a temporary fix, but I really need to. I realize I feel like a dick. I really need to engage in this whole process on my own because I know how good it makes me feel when I do it, you know?
0: Yeah, I can't. I just can't even go on without it. Yeah. Baths are
1: like fake stretching.
0: Yeah. Oh, and the other thing I do,
1: it <laughs> I catch I catch myself doing this all the time. Like I'll lay down and I'll start rolling myself out on a foam roller and have a real love-hate relationship with my foam roller. And and then the next thing I know, I'm just laying on the floor with my head propped up on it like watching a movie. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't... You're not using a foam roller. All you're doing is resting your head on it. You're not physically engaged in this process. It's total cheat.
0: Well, I have a double problem there because anytime I get down on the floor to stretch or roll or do any of that stuff, the dog comes and the dog is like, oh, we're... We're cuddling on the floor now. yeah. And so you'll be doing your thing and then he puts his head on you. And then the next thing you know, yeah, the TV is on and you're having a <laughs> snuggle on the floor. Yeah, it's a super I was going to go ride yesterday and the dog jumped up on the couch next to me. And then he, he kind of does this. He paws at me a little and I say to him, hey, do you want to get in the slot? And he's he wags. And that means that he wants to be between me and the back of the couch. So mm-hmm. I turn sideways and lay down. And then he's in the slot uh, and he puts his head on me and uh, uh, that's, that's hard game to leave over. that
1: situation. Game over. Uh, yeah. So he one of your tricks so and tips of surviving winter is having an animal that you can cuddle with. I mean, oh, that's yeah. not the worst. That's not the worst solution to no. to in any of these quandaries.
0: No, a um, cup of coffee and a dog to snuggle with is like oh, uh,
1: huge. Yeah. Yeah. Every, everybody knows. Having an animal, even if you had like a little, if you had a little pig. Used to, my buddy Robert, he used to have a pig. She was not super snuggly. In fact, she was pretty mean. Uh, I mean. She liked him. Yeah. She she wasn't crazy about anybody else. We'd had, she loved beer, so we'd feed her little bowls of beer and then she would mellow out. But then she'd get grumpy that she didn't get more beer. <laughs> Who does that sound like? We um, would um one time we were in his room and he was on his bed and I was on a little air mattress and I started we were watching old Misfits videos and I was falling asleep and my toe would like I was basically being on like a raft in shark infested waters and as soon as any part of me would fall off of the sofa or off of the air mattress like my foot or whatever she, she would like perk up she knew that I wasn't on the like fully on the safety of the air mattress and she would like nip at my feet or my hands or my elbow or whatever. And it didn't hurt, but I don't know if you've ever looked in a pig's mouth, but it's real meaty and toothy and scary. And so I was, I was, (laughs) I was so freaked out by the idea of having any part of my body in this pig's mouth, which is, you know, there's sort of a delicious irony to this, I guess, because I am a fan of bacon.
0: A delicious irony. I see what you did there. <laughs> well, if you come here, my dog will snuggle anyone. He is a serious whore. Uh, he is a snuggle whore.
1: Uh, I'm, I'm into He it. would happily into, spend
0: an hour with you.
1: I'm into snuggly animals. Yeah. Always have been.
0: Yeah, it's uh, the
1: best. do we do? Oh, my God. Look at us. We just spend another hour talking about nothing.
0: Yep. Question um, three.
1: This is the would you rather. Yeah. And this is a good one. And I suspect I know exactly how we're both gonna answer this. Oh, okay. Uh would you rather have to outdoor shower year round? So you got like a cool little you know, a cool little shower head and a drain and maybe like slot wood f slatwood fence yep. around you or whatever. So it's in privacy. Would you rather shower outdoors year round or defecate outdoors year round? Yeah. So and this isn't an outhouse. You basically got like what like a like a bucket, like a camp toilet or something?
0: Well, I mean, I think if the outdoor shower is nice, you might have like a legit outhouse okay uh, but uh, the point the point is you'd be able to find privacy to do either one, but the temperature would always be the same as the outdoor temperature
1: okay so let's look at it like this like you've got this door in the side of your house and you open that door and there's an outdoor shower there or you open that door and there's an outdoor toilet like you've got plumbing Um, okay that that sort of changes things a little bit but um, can can we also include a bath a bathtub in this because I I prefer baths it's going to be a cold one not necessarily. It's it's plumbed.
0: I guess so. I guess you take so. You taking sh- cold showers outside? I see your point. I see your point. All right. All right. So yeah, you can have a bath.
1: Hmm. You're but right. But that's
0: almost luxurious. Yeah. That's flirting with luxury, and I Whoa. don't care for it if I'm honest.
1: Well, if I'm a ho- if I have a house, then I probably have a bathtub inside. Or is this the only way I can clean myself?
0: This is the only thing, this is the only way you can clean yourself. So this is you either have to commit every day if you bathe, and maybe you wouldn't bathe every day if you had to bathe outside every day. You have to bathe outside every day or every bowel movement has to happen outside.
1: Um, Do I have a bidet? (laughs) You know, Americans are notorious. We are notoriously dirty people yeah everybody I'm pro, in the world don't am, take my laughter the wrong way i'm super pro bidet super super pro like you don't have a bidet you're missing the boat. get the fuck out of here go <laughs> to order one sixty bucks and be civilized
0: um c sip I was talking to our mutual friend c sip recently and he was uh he was he has the bidet situation going on. Mm-hmm. He has one of those integrated ones, and yeah.
1: oh, uh, oh wait, like a bolt on, like a tushy or whatever.
0: Yeah, like uh, yeah, oh, you put it right in line with your toilet. Yeah, they're great. Yeah, do you I have that? What? Yeah, fuck uh, yeah! You're my hero. Okay. Oh my God. So yes, the, you have. You can the, have your.
1: You can have an outdoor bidet. I might have the cleanest butthole in all of Northern Washington. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, it does change things because I do.
0: I might have the cleanest butthole in all of Northern (laughs) Washington.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I make that into a bumper sticker.
0: Local man Steve (laughs) O'Keefeal said, Uh,
1: "I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, uh, I'm gonna say shower." Yeah, I'm gonna say shower. I don't have any problem showering outside. I don't even need a fence. Like if if I'm just like naked in the backyard, I'm cool with that too. All right. But I'm also not like a I'm not like a marathon pooper or anything. You know, it's not like some people are like, yep, here it comes this is my forty five minutes of me time or whatever. <laughs> yeah, not yeah. not me, man. I'm I'm like in and out in like two and a half minutes tops.
0: But how, I mean this gets personal. How many times are you um evacuating premises daily? Oh
1: geez. Uh I'd say probably two, two
0: or three on the regular. Yeah, me too, and that's yeah. why I think like maybe the shower is the right move. Also, I feel like a hot shower is a waste is a very energy intensive, wasteful thing, and so maybe like a quick the quicker it is, the better.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, I be, you know like I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy about showers. I'll I'll like sit in a bathtub until and, and I've fallen asleep in bathtubs before. We used to have a Maine Coon cat who are the Maine Coons yep. are are pretty. Uh, famous for being water cats, and mm-hmm. he would come and sit on my chest. Sometimes he would like curl up <laughs> on my chest in the bathtub, and we'd like sit and kind of chill out in the bathtub together. I love baths. That's it's a Christmas card if I've
0: ever heard of one. but Go on.
1: <laughs> there's there's something about. Um, I was thinking about this last night actually. Is there's something about kind of being in the womb for oh. me? You know, like I didn't, I didn't, I in, in my old storefront, I didn't have a bathtub. Uh, my ex totally turned me on to baths. I I had a shower forever, and then. And then I learned about baths. I learned about baths and naps. You learned about, me about bath, bath technology from your ex. <laughs> she learned. She taught me about baths and naps. And now I am all about both of them. Huh? You know, self care shows up in a lot of different ways. I think women are better, uh, or more finely tuned. No, that's not the word. They're uh, generally more d- uh, inclined. To take care of themselves. I think self care feel it feels like that to me. And you know, like I'm just the guy who's like, well, whatever, you know, give me a bucket and a sponge and I'll fucking you know, not eat or I will eat, or I don't really give a shit. And now, you know, later on in my life I realize it. Uh self care shows up in a lot of different ways. Baths I, and showers being two of them. Baths, I mean, showers. Baths and baths and naps, rather, excuse me.
0: Baths, naps, jelly
1: beans. I've always been pretty good with you know taking care of my candy needs <gasps> uh okay, so yeah I would definitely i would take a i'd take a shower and then i'm you know then I got my toilet my bidet and and then and that's that's all normal
0: i'm gonna go i'm gonna go with the shower also, and it's mainly because there are times when you have to use the bathroom the toilet which are emergency situations <laughs> or mm-hmm. extremely unpleasant because you're ill in some way. And I don't want to, I don't want to midwinter be like, this is what I have to do like a shower or a bath. Uh, those are choices. Those are intentional. Hmm. Yeah. You're never like, I mean, very seldom, unless the first thing has already happened, unless you've had an emergency <laughs> with one, uh, plumbing, uh, uh paradigm you probably don't have an emergency <laughs> with the other one
1: yeah uh and you could i mean think about it you could have the shower with the little um little wood slatted floor so you wouldn't be standing on cold uh cement or tile yeah. if it was real chilly outside and you could have a one of those called uh rain rain style shower yeah. You know, where like a lot of water came down on you, so you could sort of hide yourself in the, in the, 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 what, what's it called? The sp- spray of the water. Yeah. Uh, so you could like knock that out super fast, towel off one side, and then, you know, sit down next to your smelly dog. And yeah. it just seems, it just seems way more reasonable
0: are you a, are you a quick shower? Like most of my showers are just the dark parts. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just, uh, unless I've got mud sprayed up my legs or, I mean, that's not that rare, but,
1: uh, I'm a quick, I'm a quick shower. I don't think I don't really like standing up that much. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So yeah, I can do, I can take a shower. I mean, my body's not that big, you know, It's, it's clean the front part, clean the back part. Yeah. Clean the undercarriage. Yeah. Armpits. Wash your face. Wash your hair. Or, OK, so the schedule usually is like I'll get in, I'll wash my hair and then I'll put conditioner on and then I'll wash the rest of me and then I'll rinse the conditioner out. Because otherwise you're just standing there like an idiot with conditioner in your hair, like waiting for it to do its thing.
0: You're so fancy. I here's a here's a curveball for you. I don't wash my hair. No, never. Ah, that's not right. Probably quarterly, I wash my hair with shampoo. Otherwise, it's fine. If I've been sweaty, we, a little bit of soap around the edges.
1: I don't really give a shit uh, about it, but um, I think I've got like a little bit of psoriasis oh. on my scalp. And so I I just use like a, I mean, nice shampoo and nice conditioner makes the skin on my head feel better.
0: Oh, self-care uh, shows just, up in funny ways. What's that? Self-care shows up in funny ways. I like it. Go on.
1: I bleached. I got my hair bleached in, what, 2002. I bleached it and then dyed it red. And Mm -hmm. getting my hair bleached hurts so fucking badly. And I ask other people with dark hair if they, you know, they bleached their hair. I was like, was that a painful experience for you? They're like, no. I mean, it just felt like every nerve on my scalp was open. So I, I think I just have a but I used to shave my head too. Like I would bick it, mm. and, I, and it, I didn't have an issue with it then. I don't know. Maybe my skin's changed in the last whatever twenty years. But I gotta. I gotta. What, what the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> I don't know. Point? Really, <laughs> somehow point. we've landed on scalp health, and I feel like. My, yeah, my point being is that I I got it. That was that was my schedule. That's my schedule. Because if I wash my body first and then shampoo and then condition, then I'm just standing there in the water waiting for the conditioner to condition. Oh. Whereas if you do it before, then it sits there and does whatever the magic things that it does. Yeah. And then you said that you don't wash your hair, so you're yeah, look dirty. How, look how tall my shit is right now. You're you're gross and dirty.
0: Yeah, I am. That's I am. cool. Yeah.
1: Um okay so outside showering uh we don't particularly like foul weather but we put up with it because that's where we live and why is, is that it <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah okay. yeah yeah uh
1: thanks for listening to revolting (laughs) (laughs) my god do we not know it was it wasn't easy uh if you have ideas you want us to explore hit us up at Stevel at cyclingindependent.com or robot at cyclingindependent.com if you like this please tell a friend or enemy about it the number of people listening is somehow connected to the amount of money we make uh even if we're not really sure how i'm not sure on behalf of Cycling Independent, thanks for listening. I'm Stevel. I'm Robot. Don't forget to subscribe.